Hey y'all, welcome to A Very Holiday Hue. So I'm here at Emily's house. Hey guys. And we've decided to record a holiday episode of The Hue. It's December, yeah. so why not? And um, we just thought it'd be fun to interview each other. Yeah. And ironically, we got an email this morning, some Hue fan, fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Yeah, so Sweet Georgia Bass from Wilson sent us some fan mail this morning, which was really ironic because we're recording today. And she gave us some, said that she enjoyed the podcast episodes and that her favorite was the one with my mother-in-law, Annabelle, and that she wants some gardening tips from her. I'm sure we can arrange that. I'm sure. And that she um, recommended a couple of cookbooks, Frida's cookbook by her granddaughter, stepdaughter, called Frida's Fiestas and Georgia O'Keeffe's paintings um her cookbook Mm -hmm. and then she said so you and emily should interview each other for one of the episodes i know a little bit about your background but i think it'd be cool to hear about how you got where you are and the same with emily both of you are inspiring oh thanks georgia yes (laughs) (laughs) so that's what we're doing and we'd already planned to do this so thanks for validating us georgia we kind of needed it yeah good timing Well, I feel like we should tell people what we did before we got started today. Ooh, our little gift exchange. Yeah. We decided to exchange books. Mm-hmm. We sure did. <laughs> and I'm stoked about my book. So it's Accidentally Wes Anderson by Wally Koval. Do you think I'm saying his name right? Wally Koval? That sounds, sounds right. And Emily wrote in the inscription in the front, I don't think any of us are normal people. Wes Anderson. What is normal people? What does that mean? I don't normal? think it exists. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. kind of his point, I think. Yeah. None of us are normal. No. Normal people suck. <laughs> <laughs> normies. Those normies. But he wrote in the in the beginning of the forward of the book, and he's blessed this book. This is a movement, though, really, like on Instagram, right? Yeah, it was an Instagram account where he, uh, this person, Wally Koval, I guess, um, Asked people to send in photos of places that looked like Wes Anderson film sets. And it's incredible. Yep. And they compiled them all into this book. And I love what Wes Anderson writes in the beginning of this. And he says, I now understand what it means to be accidentally myself. Thank you. I am still confused what it means to be deliberately me, if that is even what I am. But that's not important. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's refreshing. I love, you know how much I love people and people's journeys and I especially love when people are authentic about figuring out who and what they are so yeah he's a got quite an imagination that Wes Anderson like you oh thanks yeah (laughs) Emily's a super imaginative person like were you always creating paintings in your head growing up because I know you kind of started with drawing and painting and your as your creative outlet yeah when I was like seven I did a project on Vincent Van Gogh and One night I came into the kitchen crying because I was worried since I was an artist that I was going to go crazy, like all the artists I was reading about. Um, And my mom was like, I think I think you're fine. I think you're going to be okay." But yeah, so that was seven years old. um, And I've just been doodling and making stuff ever since. It's a very astute observation for a seven-year-old. Yeah. There was something else about, I feel like from your wedding and your dad's speech, there was something else about that painting, The Starry Night. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, our wedding was kind of... The Starry Night. Starry theme. Night was the inspiration for it. Um, I've always loved Starry Night and Van Gogh and It's a art. theme in your life. <laughs> Have you been to that museum? 
no. um, in Amsterdam? No, I want to. I did get to see Starry Night at um, the MoMA. It traveled? In New York, yeah. That's cool. I think that's where it was. Wow. It was cool. It is cool. It's small. It's a small painting. It's a small painting. Surprisingly small painting. It's mm. always weird in real life versions of things that we've idolized. Yeah. 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 So um, should we talk about this book a little bit or talk about what do we want to do? Well, I got to tell them about my book. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I didn't know how we were doing this. Sorry. Okay. Um, so Jessica gifted me A Tale of Interiors by Pearson Ward. Um, Dakota Johnson's house was in AD a while back, and we were both obsessed with it. Um, and this is the book from the designers of that home, and it is gorgeous, like beyond super pretty and inspiring. And I love it. It's big. It's big. It's a big book. It's really cool. Uh, makes me want a what was it a traditional home uh-huh. they kind of take traditional and make it real cool yeah yeah I wrote something about that in the beginning and oh. the inscription I don't remember what I said but for me it reminded me a little bit about you in that you have kind of an old soul and an awareness about you that transcends time like oh. traditional homes but then also you are um exceptionally fresh and seeing to the future and seeing things in a different eye which to me is inventive and creative, which is kind of the opposite of tradition. So it's like a paradox that I think you, for me, live in, in my head. I really appreciate that. I'm blushing currently for all the listeners. (laughs) Like Dan, because we've been admiring him all morning. (laughs) Yeah, my uh, one-eyed chihuahua named Dan is sitting next to Jessica on the couch right now. It's very cozy. Yeah, He's He's wearing a sweater. He's like a therapy dog. Yeah. He's really relaxing me. That and the Kenny G Christmas music going through our ears. <laughs> pretty cool. So that book, I also thought that the the jacket's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And I'm impressed with how prolific their work is, that they were able yeah. to put together such a compilation of work. I mean, I don't know a lot about them. I've been enjoying reading the book. It's very anecdotal. And ha- I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like um, little anecdotes from their childhood and um, how they came to enjoy design. I love it. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. Books are fun. Books are fun. They're a good gift. Um, they're one of your favorite things to gift people with. What's your favorite thing to gift people with? Oh, that's a good question. I think art. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go to the beginning, how we first met? Oh, fun. Yeah. Let's uh-huh. do that. You, you. I think you should tell that story. Okay. Well, um, let's see. The year was 2000 and... <laughs> 17. 17. Yep. And I had applied for a job at Dongia in the design district. And Jessica was newly the manager there. And I was visiting because I was living in Portland at the time. And I had these nails that were uh, purple ombre long nails with like crystals on them. It was very Gothic. Yeah, it was it was a lot going on Uh in the nail department. Um, And then I got the call that I was going to do an interview with Jessica the next morning. And uh, so I had to find a nail place that was open at like 9 p.m. to get my nails redone because I couldn't show up to an interview with these. I wish you would have crazy tacky nails. (laughs) Um, Matt was nice enough to drive me into Dallas to go do that. Yep. But yeah, I showed up at, at Dongia the next morning and we kind of hit it off. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah, remember I, thinking how cool Jessica looked. Uh, Very cool. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I was like, wow, this, mm. this chick is important. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's really embarrassing. <laughs> um, so moving along, I remember thinking that you were just cool, and I was like, she's cool. She's I don't know why, but she is legit and someone I want to work with like stat. <laughs> I think I was just like, will you please come work with us? Did uh-huh. I like, literally hire you on the spot? Yeah. Or, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was living in Portland and I had, I moved back like three months early so yeah. that I could start like a week later <laughs> <laughs> to work at Dongia. Yeah. Great. It was my first, first big kid job. Right. Yeah. Gosh, that was a time. Uh-huh. And so time. we worked together and what was your role? What did they, what did we, cause you were doing a lot, you were wrapping canvases, you were doing social media, you were doing so many different jobs. Yeah. I was a showroom liaison and <laughs> basically that just meant I did whatever needed to be done. Exactly. <laughs> oh my yep. gosh. It was a fun time. We were basically trying like, this, this, the showroom had like something stale about it. Let's yeah. be honest. And it needed a revival. Yeah. And, um, we were really trying to pump some like fresh blood into it and some different ways of doing things. So a lot of times it was crazy ideas that we would hash out and then come up with Mm -hmm. ways to to display product and then you would render them or draw them for me. And it was so, I remember that's when I would, I think it was, um, I don't remember which display it was, but it was one of the first ones. The Iona one. Uh Yeah. Cause Iona Crawford, you know, she's just such a unique designer and has such a like a specific look and I remember thinking this can't be a typical wing and drop situation and when you drew it I just remember thinking how did she do that that's like what's in my head (laughs) yeah that's kind of when you realized I spoke Jessica that's what we like to say I speak Emily Uh (laughs) yep we're like weirdly good at it translating so Jessica gets the idea in her head and I'm pretty good at putting it on paper Uh which is harder to do than you would think yeah yeah I would think it'd be extremely hard because <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I don't always have a lot of words. Uh-huh. It's just like, but yeah, it's this and it's great. And it's, and then Emily <laughs> makes it happen. Yep. But seriously, Emily's renderings are beautiful. You guys, they're like a piece of art such that when we did them for the studio, I framed them because I think they have a personality to them. Mm-hmm. They aren't specific to what they are. They have an Emily-ness to them, all of them. Thanks. That's really cool. They're bright and happy and you do them on an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? What's the program called? Procreate is what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's a weird name. A little weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I've watched you do it a little bit. We should do a TikTok on that. Yeah. Since we're big TikTokers now in 2020. So big on TikTok. (laughs) I think we have like five followers. That's a lot. Uh (laughs) It's our moms and our sisters. We have very supportive family members. They hype us up. They hype us up. No, I think that. we're silly and when we get together, there's some confidence between us. Like we give each other a little bit of confidence. Yeah. We both have kind of a quirky nature. And then I'm like, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> totally. Why wouldn't we do a Shania Twain TikTok? Yeah. We kind of like to fuel each other's fires a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Egg each other on. <laughs> yeah. So Emily, would you say that you're a people person? No. <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> and why would you say that? Originally, I would say no. Okay, um, but. I, one of the things I have learned from working with you as a connector, that's, as such as you are, um, 
I have learned how to be more of a people person, mm-hmm. but initially not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you've always been somewhat of a people person, but yeah. just when it's interesting to you. Yeah. 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 Yep. When you're in the mood, maybe. When, when I'm in the mood. You've got to kind of be in a chatty mood. <laughs> yeah. But you you handled it well because there's a lot of people personing going on at a, in a showroom culture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not so much at Folio. Folio is more appointment only. And mm-hmm. and um, I think you're handling the marketing piece of it in a more, in a different capacity. Yeah. Plus, you know, COVID. COVID. Oh, that's right. We don't see people anymore. <laughs> yeah, we don't see people anymore. Oh, COVID. Um, Forgot about that. But yeah, yeah, showroom really helps you hone those, those people person skills for sure. <laughs> I've always felt that in terms of um, a showroom culture, I've always enjoyed more going to people and, and their mm-hmm. domain. I find that they're a little more at ease yeah. in their own space and that um, it's a little more about them. Yeah, I've always felt like showrooms were a little more about showrooms and the business. And I really think design is about the designer. Totally. And to go to their space where they're creative and where they're working through their process to me is just really exciting and my headphones are falling off, so I'm going to keep pushing them like this, and it's pushing up my hair. Yeah, it's yeah. really cute, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's a good look. It's a, it's a good look. Uh-huh. Are you a people person, Jessica? I, I'm an introverted extrovert, so yeah. it's complicated. I, uh, Sarah, you are complicated. Whatever. <laughs> You're complicated. <laughs> no, you are. No, but I remember Sarah Powell, my dear sister, who I've worked with for a you know, long time at Innovations. She always thought I disappeared on the weekends, but I always felt like I had to kind of rebuild after a week of salesing. You call it um going dark. I like to go dark. Uh-huh. I have to go dark a little bit. But yeah, I do enjoy people very, very, very much. I love people's stories most of all. Yeah. And just listening to them and hearing. It's what life's about is story. Yeah. And speaking of stories, I'm I think I mentioned this to you yesterday. I'm reading the best book. Um Boys oh. in the Boat. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so much a random thought for right now. Didn't mean to throw any new ideas into this, but it is, speaking of stories, just this incredible, this guy's life and uh, yeah, so provincial. And then he's up against like the East Coast rowing teams of these like prestigious families. It's just incredible. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So boys in the boat. Boys in the boat. So you went to TCU, you studied fine art. Yeah, so I started out as a graphic design major, and then I... Graphic design at first, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's how I kind of know the basics of what I'm doing. Um, oh, no, you're very good at graphic design. <laughs> thanks. I um, But then I switched. I wanted to do more hands-on stuff for a while, and so I studied fine art, um, printmaking, and painting, and photography, a little bit of everything. And so, like, with fine art, you have to do sculpture and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to do. I did like a bronze casting class. Oh, that's that was interesting. Pretty fun. Um, yeah, sculpture, painting. Um, what else did I do? Art history, uh-huh. stuff like that. Did you like art history? I did. I loved it. Do you feel like you've retained some of that? Um, maybe not so much the facts, but I uh-huh. have a, a large catalog of visuals in my head. That makes sense. And <laughs> yeah. time frames. Maybe? And time frames. Yeah. Yeah, that's the main purpose of it. I guess. Totally. Yeah. And do you feel like TCU was a good art school? Yes. I loved it. I miss it often. It was a wonderful place to be. And you graduated in 2016. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Hashtag same. (laughs) And you left school and went to Portland. What were you doing in Portland? Um, I originally went there to do like a secondary, like a pre-grad school uh, type program um, at at an art school up there. And that didn't 
super workout, but yeah. I stayed there for a year and it was beautiful. And, and enjoyed Portland. Yeah, lovely. But I think something kind of fun to note about you is that you didn't start out at TCU. You started out at Hogwarts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, no, but Sewanee, the University of the South, is in Tennessee. And that's where I went first. And I was enamored by how beautiful it was. It literally looks like Hogwarts. Yeah. People walk around in capes. Like if you have a certain GPA, you get a, it looks like a cape, like a robe, wow. like a wizard robe. It's just fabulous. And people walk around wearing it. Lots of normal people there. Oh yeah. Super normal. Speaking of normal. <laughs> so that was an interesting spot. Um, and then I moved back to Texas and went to TCU. And it was the perfect fit. And it was a perfect fit. So yeah. from the experience in Portland to Dongia. Mm-hmm. With your nails. With my and nails. P.S. Your nails are a thing with you. Yes. And they are always done. Yeah. Over uh, quarantine, I learned how to do my own uh, dip nails. Yeah. And they're gorgeous, you guys. They're <laughs> pointy and always the same perfect length and yeah. always a fun situation going on with color, be it multicolored or <laughs> unique colors or other things. Yeah. They're very, very cool. I love having my nails did. So is that your thing? My nails. Like your fashion thing, you think? Yeah. Your nails? Yeah. My nails. And my eyebrows. I like my eyebrows. What about you? What are your fashion things? Um, a red lip. Yeah, a red lip. And I like to mix things that don't go together. Yeah. Yeah. Like a weird, like a skirt with something it doesn't go with. Yeah. Sometimes like to do the thing you're not supposed to do, the baggy on the baggy. <laughs> Just some things like that are uh-huh. fun to me. Yeah. But it's you, um, So you are from Enid, Oklahoma. Yeah. Little tiny Enid. Yeah. And you went to school at OU. At OU. Uh huh. And studied journalism. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It was it was um, fun, and I mean, I knew I wanted to be in some kind of writing program. I've always enjoyed creative writing, so I don't know. Ended up in journalism. You know, I actually think I thought at one point this is a distant memory that just came to me that I was going to be a broadcast journalist. Oh, I could see that. A very long time ago, that was a fleeting dream. Uh-huh. But really, I wanted to write. And I loved, I learned a lot going to OU and being involved in Crimson Club and got to meet some interesting people. I met Georgianne Geyer. She's a famous journalist who interviewed the Ayatollah. And she um, asked me to take her to the Mont, which is a college bar for a whiskey. I said, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to the museum? She goes, I just want to go to the bar you kids go to and have a drink. Like, you're amazing. Stars, they're just like I us. I think I had on nude tights. I had to wear nude tights and needed tours. Yeah. Oh. And walk backwards. <laughs> My husband Juan was like, oh, it's going like this on campus if he saw me. I'm just kidding. Ducking. But yeah, journalism was fun. It was actually um what do you call it? Public relations, which is totally different now. Oh my gosh, there wasn't social media, Emily. Mm-hmm. And it was very provincial. It was press releases and you know, traditional public relations. It's nothing like it is now. I mean, now you can start an Instagram account from your basement and be famous. (laughs) Yeah. And that's happening. Yep. Yeah. So that's our background. So (laughs) found our way together and through Dongia. Now we have Folio and that's been an interesting journey. We started it. I asked you to come work with me. You had already left Dongia on your own. And then yeah. And then I asked you to come work with me uh-huh. and Emily helps with 
no, Emily does all of the social media <laughs> and creates that content. And we've had a lot of fun with that during COVID. So I think a lot of people have asked me, well, what was it like starting a business in March? And we didn't start it in March, started it last summer. And I think it's been the best thing ever having this business really kicking off the new space and everything during COVID because it's allowed us this this ability to be insular mm-hmm. and to think about what the business really looks like, the optics of it from like our client perspective. Yeah. And I feel like we've honed it very well. Yeah, definitely. I feel like when you start a small business, it takes a minute to like fully hone in your, your brand and mm-hmm. what you want to say. And it takes some like experimentation. And I yeah. feel like this year has been a really, I mean, in this case, nice to have that time to yeah. do that. Yeah. Because especially Instagram is interesting because it is a lens for the owner too. You mm-hmm. can see how your business looks in a way that maybe you wouldn't otherwise be able to in print. I think, yeah. I don't know why I feel that way, but no, it was totally. cool. Cause like Amy Opsel, the artist came by to see us, you know, mm-hmm. and her husband owns that really cool branding agency, the brand hatchery. And she was saying that she, how, that's such a thing. And here they are a branding agency and she feels like they, that is a process like honing your brand and it takes time. And that was really encouraging to me. The Hue is brought to you by Folio. Located in the iconic Meadows building in Dallas, Texas, Folio is a boutique rep agency which seeks to connect interior designers with creative resources. We would love to connect with you in real life. Please visit our website to set up an appointment, folioco.com and follow us on Instagram at folioco. What would you say to anyone like who wants to get involved in a small company? What are the pros and cons? Or start their own company? You kind of had a bird's eye view of it. Yeah. I think pros, probably being able to have control over everything. Yeah. But at the same time, that's kind of a con too. You have to (laughs) control everything. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think we were talking about the cons the other day. You and I, what were we doing? We're on the floor, like managing something. I don't know. We're always having to do everything. Everything. Yeah. Stamping the envelopes. And I don't know, but you and I like, I feel like just kind of like to do things. So we're not bothered by any of that, but yeah, it is a lot sometimes. Yeah. We like to multitask. Luckily it (laughs) it takes a lot of multitasking if Uh you want to start a business. It takes a lot of multitasking. So what would you say? Like we were going to, a few little fun things. I mean, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was how you sort of refuel and places where you look for inspiration that others may not know about that are interesting. Well, my the housewives, the housewives. Yes. Uh, if any of Just y'all kidding. are real housewives fans, hit me up. Uh, Cause I love them. <laughs> uh, my husband's a musician, Matthew, the one recording this for us. Um, so we're always pretty creative here at our house, but um we also have a van that we converted that you can like kind of live in. And so we took that recently to Colorado and that was really inspiring. Um, just stayed in the van for seven days. It's inspiring in the sense that you felt like it was something maybe you couldn't do and you did. And also the landscape. What? Uh, right? Yeah, all of it. I mean, traveling in the van first off is a yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Matt does it all the time on tour. But um, for You've me, I had it. never done it. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, going to live in a car for a week. What's that like? (laughs) But it was wonderful. It was super fun. It's like a little apartment. We Mm -hmm. have like bunk beds and um, a dresser and it's very cozy. And then, yeah, Colorado. I mean, just driving through, what is it, like the West? Is that? Yeah, Southwest. Southwest. (laughs) Um, 
It was beautiful. We actually stopped and hung out with Jessica's parents because <laughs> they live up there. <laughs> hey. So we're all real close. T-Dog and Dave. Yep. Hey, T-Dog. Hey, Dave. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just really fun. It was fun to be on the road. Something about nature, though, for me is just yeah. everything. And I love to go on hikes and breathe fresh air. And it's not that what we do is materialistic at all, but there is like a materiality to it. Mm -hmm. And for me, sometimes I just really want to break from that. Yeah, it's and nice to step outside of it for a second. It really is. And to be in a place where there is um, everything is natural and mm -hmm. really real. Yeah, that feels cool to me. I think that's one of the reasons why I like the Pearson Ward look is all of the colors are so natural that they work with. Mm -hmm. And all the materiality to me looks natural. Um, nothing about it looks fake or whatever. Like Whereas Wes Anderson's a complete juxtaposition of that, and I love that too. Yeah. But it's more composed and... Like Dakota Johnson's house, like yes. they, the indoor and outdoor complement each other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It all very flows together beautifully. Mm -hmm. That home is beautiful. You guys haven't checked it out. So pretty. Totally recommend it. Yeah. So you guys have, do you guys have plans to go in on another tour, McNeil's tour? I think we want to, for yeah. sure. We drove through Santa Fe and we really want to go back to that area. Oh, absolutely. There's a magic of Santa Fe, isn't there? Yeah. I really want to go for the Lavender Festival. To Los Poblanos? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Los Poblanos. And New Mexico is amazing. It's, I don't know, incredibly underrated to me. Yeah. It's beautiful. I'm a big fan. So Christmas time, um, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite Christmas memory? Oh, favorite? Okay. Um, my mom, I have a good one. Okay. <laughs> my mom... Uh, when I was little, I was starting to, to question Santa uh -huh. a little bit. Um, and so my mom, like a few days before Christmas, went to North Park Mall and asked one of the Santa people there if he would come over to like a white wall. And she had my Polaroid camera, my Barbie Polaroid camera. And she took a photo of him with the Polaroid and then had him like sign it. Okay. And on Christmas she put the Polaroid by the cookies. And so it looked like Santa was in our house and had taken a Polaroid of himself. <laughs> um, and I was, I mean, shocked. Yes. I was, it was the coolest thing I had ever, like Santa took a Polaroid with my camera. How old were you again? I was probably like five, That's six. Amazing. Yeah. 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 It was, it was awesome. I feel like there's a delicate time period between Santa being real and not because it's like kids don't even understand what Santa is yeah. and all of a sudden they do and really uh -huh. you know it's like Palmer fake Santa <laughs> she's not having it yeah that's yeah, a fake, good one fake Santa what about you for me it's just Christmas Eve growing up in a big Catholic family we'd mm -hmm. go to midnight mass and everyone would come over to one of like my aunt or my parents or my grandparents and the adults had beverages and there was lots of like hors d'oeuvres, my mom and grandmas and aunts would make all these little yummy Christmassy hors d'oeuvres. Jessica and her family are like incredible cooks. Well, it's kind of crazy. Not really. We just enjoy. It. I think we <laughs> just have like all these recipes from my grandma and that we make, and it's just, we all. I think it's also our outlet, and that's mm -hmm. for me where I refuel is in the kitchen. Oh yeah, like just cooking, and I love it. Palmer and I made Christmas cookies last weekend, mm. and I totally just gave her free reign of the frosting and sprinkles and I mean they're hysterical oh I bet she has an imagination that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty bad um so yeah that's like 
I don't know. I'm excited. I'm actually excited about Christmas this year, though. I feel like, um, or the holidays this year with COVID, it feels like something fun to look forward to. I may have kind of like lost it a little bit on the Christmas shopping, but <laughs> it's fine. What's your favorite Christmas song? Mm, I love um, that Phoenix song in A Very Merry Christmas, which the name is escaping me. I don't know what they're singing, but I also really love um, Joni Mitchell's River. The saddest Christmas song ever. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I like to be sad. I was driving home from, it's fun to be sad, you know, just listen to sad music and just feel kind of sad. Totally. I like to feel sad sometimes. (laughs) It's really therapeutic to me. That's a thing. Sad girl music. It's Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. You always teach me these things. It's Uh a thing. Yeah. It's a total thing right now. Like Phoebe Bridgers and uh, like snail mail. These are bands. You like sad. Do you like sad girl music? No. I mean, not I mean, it's fine, but. You're not, you're not vibing on sad girl no, music. I don't vibe on sad music. What's your favorite Christmas song? <laughs> um, I like the last Christmas, like last Christmas. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That's a good one. Yeah, hope you enjoyed that little that solo. Was beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, you've got quite a voice. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? Mm. I love my book, Emily. I love my book. It's so pretty. I this is really fun. It. Like I really want to read it cover to cover. There's just so many cool places in here. I can't even like this is in Cleveland, Ohio. What? <laughs> and then there's that one in Worm, Germany. Yeah. Nibel Lunger Brook. That's definitely how you say that word. That's a place. Yeah, it's a place in Worms, yeah. uh, Worms, Germany, not Worm. Worms. But it looks like um uh Harry Potter ish. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, we want to wish everyone the happiest of holidays. And even though you can't see each other, maybe hope everyone finds a way to connect with the people they love. Yeah. Connect and be cozy. Have a nice time. Yeah. And there's some fun ways to connect. Yeah. You don't have to be together. Do a a holiday Zoom call. (laughs) As everybody rolls their eyes. Everybody rolls their eyes. (laughs) At another Zoom call. (laughs) What is your favorite Christmas or holiday dish to make? Finnish ribbon cookies. Oh. Yeah, they they require like 30 pounds of butter. Fancy. And then you get this like literally just Kroger at April. No, I'm going to say it wrong. There's jam. What jam is it? And anyway. and Is it your jam? It's my jam. (laughs) I love these cookies so much, Emily. I have no idea. I can sit. They're made in little logs and then you dig out the middle and you put the jam in them and then sprinkle them with frosting. And I can literally, and they come fresh out of the oven, like eat an entire log of these cookies and make myself sick. They are heavenly. Just they taste, really you're yummy. just biting into cooked butter. Oh. I mean, oh, it's so good. That's nice. How about you? Uh, I also like to bake cookies, a little more simple. Uh, just some chocolate these chip are ones. simple too. <laughs> yeah, just some chocolate chip homemade from scratch cookies. Oh, I haven't had your chocolate chip cookies. I have some mocha brownie cookies that I made what? that I can give you after this. Oh, I would love a mocha brownie cookie. Yeah. Ooh, maybe maybe just a thought. You could incorporate some Christmas colored M&Ms oh, into your cookies. That's a good idea. Hmm. Spice it up a little. We have Festive. Some, yeah. We do have something kind of fun coming up. Um, we have our Folio 15. So we're going to be out and about playing little elves to our those special clients who just really call on us for everything that we can't do business without. Love them so much. So some folio cookies that we've had made. Yeah. That we're going to be delivering in two weeks. Yep. So be looking out for those. 
and um, recipes. We had all the recipes from this year, the Folio Cooks recipes printed. We'll be getting those dispersed. So DMS if you want a set. We'd love to get you one. We've uh, accumulated quite a few for our Folio Cooks series. We have. Yeah, you do such fun. a good job making them look pretty. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and we should say Merry Christmas to Matt yes. and Andre who made us sound good all year. Matt Black Sound. I know. I feel like my mom was like, your podcast sounds legitimate. <laughs> she thought it was going to sound like, <laughs> well, that's because of Matthew. And, um, but thanks for everything, Em. Yeah. Thank you, Jess. And we hope you guys enjoyed this little holiday special. We love you guys. <laughs> Happy Holly Hugh. Holiday Hugh. Thanks for listening, y'all. Let's keep the conversation going. If you have a story you would like for us to illuminate, please email hello at folioco.com. That's hello at P-H-O-L-I-O-C-O dot com. And be sure to subscribe to hear future episodes.